that's good. You already know who it is. And if you don't know who it is, it's your man, Leon Benson, a.k.a. Leon Genesis, a.k.a. your mom's favorite personal trainer, a.k.a. let's get it, a.k.a. let's work, a.k.a. always working, a.k.a. features Thompson in the building. What it do? We back at it again. It's March 2nd, 2021, man. This is episode 45, season two of the Passion Purpose Perspective podcast by yours truly, man. We finna touch 50, man. We a couple away, man. You know what I'm saying? Stay tuned because we finna touch 50 episodes. You know what I mean? But yeah, man. Last episode, um, we were just discussing more of the 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 breakdown of cardio. Cardio respiratory fitness, just cardiovascular endurance. Um I gave you guys just some advice and pointers and tips and tactics in terms of just how you can approach cardio, um, some of the things that you experience. I've spoken on my my past experience and history with cardio-based training, you know, different types of machines um, in the gym that you can use that are cardio-based, um, just different scenarios in terms of running, short distance, long distance. We spoke about sprints. Um, yeah, man. We, 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 we broke it down, man. And then we read from some literature and got into the science of it as well. But yeah, today, um, I just want to quickly touch on the three phases of cardio respiratory fitness training. So there's three phases. There's the warm up phase. There's the conditioning phase. And then there's the cool down phase. So, of course, before you do any type of exercising, um, before you go to the gym or do a run or, you know, ride the bike or whatever it is you're doing, lifting weights, etc. For one, obviously, you want to make sure you got enough rest. For two, you want to make sure that you, you know, are eating a balanced diet throughout the day before, during and after your training um, but yeah, right before you train and, um, whether you use supplements or not, you want to warm up, warming up. You got to get your mind right for, for, for what you're about to experience. You got to get your body right for what you're about to experience. And you do that by warming up. Um, there are different types of warmups that you can engage in. So you can do like a general warm up. So, you know, you can stretch, um, you can do like dynamic stretching or just normal stretching, you know, touch your toes, um, you know, stretching your shoulders, your chest, just every aspect of your body. You know, there are various types of stretches. You guys have seen people stretch. Some of you guys have stretched before. Y'all know, y'all know what it is, man. Um, but yeah, you gotta get your muscles ready. You gotta get your cardiovascular endurance primed. You got to get that heart rate, you know, a little bit higher than what it is right before you're about to train. You know, like for me, a good warm up, like I'll, I'll kind of break a little bit of a sweat before I even begin the actual workout. Um, I mean, that's, that's just me. Some people have extremely extensive warm-ups. 
Um, I usually have long warm-ups, but yeah, some days I just be pressed for time, so I just kind of get in a quick, I try to do, you know, at least 10 minutes if I can. If it's only five, I do five. But yeah, what, whatever warm-up is comfortable for you, like, you know, if you got to look at YouTube videos or, you know, look at, you know, some type of books or literature to show you what type of warm-ups to do, that's perfectly fine. Um, but you can kind of create your own routine in terms of, you know, certain stretches that you may may do during your warm up. Um, and you'll know when you're ready to go. But, yeah, like try to at, at least five minutes of a warm up before you really get into whatever extensive uh, exercise you're about to do, um, you know, going back to the last episode. And this episode, you know, for cardio, you need to warm up. It's just, it's extremely important. Um, and it's going to allow you to perform much better than you would if you just start running or start biking or, you know, start sprinting or, or doing the row machine or whatever cardio you're doing. Um, warming up is just, it's going to get your mind right. It's going to get your body right. But yeah, you can do, um, like I said, you could do general warm ups, you can do more specific warm-ups where, you know, the movements that you'll be engaging in for your official workout, you can, you can mimic those same movements at a lower intensity. So for example, if you're going to go on like a three mile run, like, and it's going to be pretty intense, you could do, um, something called suicides. So you, Basically, let's just say you're on a you're on a basketball court and you're about to warm up for your run, like because this is something that I learned from doing basketball tryouts or whatever. But suicides are basically where you're at the end of 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 the court on one side and you run to the foul line and then you run back to the end of the court that you started on and then you run past the foul line to the uh to half court you come all the way back to the beginning part then you run again all the way to the other end um of the foul line on the other side come all the way back then you run the, across the entire court and come back and that they pretty much count that as one suicide now you can pick your level of intensity it don't got to be all out sprinting back and forth but yeah you could do like just some light some light back and forth, I'll call them. Cause yeah, the other name is a little, you know, much, but yeah. Um, just in layman's terms, like, you know, you can kind of jog back and forth in a specific area, um, wherever you're at before you begin your actual run, just a very, very light jog. You know, once you do like your stretching and everything, um, but yeah, that's more of a specific warm up because you're, if your exercise is, oh, I'm going to run three miles. Well, you're doing a light run or lightly, you know, jogging in place or doing, you know, the back and forth or the suicides, you know, in a specific area. Yeah. You're, you're priming your body. You're priming, you know, your mind, you're priming your, your, your respiratory system for the run that you're about to do. Um, which is important because yeah, man, you, you got to go not go through the motions, but like I said, you have to just prime 
your body for the the activity that you're about to engage in, which is going to be at a more intense level. Um, but yeah. And then um, there's other phases of warming up, of course. But yeah, once you get past the warm up phase, now you're in the conditioning phase where, you know, you're actually burning calories um, and you're getting into the workout, whatever it may be. In this case, it's going to be a run. So I'm going to read from this literature that I've been reading from since uh, the last episode, which is NASM. It's uh, the National Academy of Sports Medicine. So basically, it's the essentials for personal fitness training. Uh, it's the sixth edition. But anyway, uh, I'm going to read uh, just a passage from here about uh, cardiorespiratory exercise. So it says, and this is on page 206. It says, in either scenarios, cardiorespiratory exercise has a profound effect on physical and mental health as summarized below, which there's a large list here. Not a large list, but I'll read from it. But yeah, and then it also says these benefits accrue as the result of numerous physiologic adaptations and to cardio uh, respiratory training. And then it gives uh, some of the benefits of cardiorespiratory exercise. So I'm going to read some of these uh, benefits. So some of the benefits to cardiorespiratory exercise include stronger and more efficient heart improved ability to pump blood, aka enhanced cardiac output, reduced risk of heart disease, lower resting heart rate, lower heart rate at any given level of work, improvement of lung ventilation, aka more efficient breathing, stronger respiratory muscles, and then it says uh, intercolostals. Don't ask me what that is. <laughs> and then um, thicker articular cartilage and bones with weight-bearing aerobic exercises, improved oxygen transport, reduced cholesterol levels, reduced arterial blood pressure, improved blood thinning, and reduced risk of clot formation, improved fuel supply, aka improved ability to use fatty acids sparing muscle glycogen stores improved ability of muscles to use oxygen improvement in mental alertness reduced tendency for depression and anxiety improved ability to relax and sleep improved tolerance to stress increase in lean body mass increase in metabolic rate and then the last one is reduced risk of obesity or diabetes so as you can see and as you can hear there are a shit ton of benefits to cardiorespiratory exercise um and then of course it talks about the cool down phase so you know you're gonna warm up before you do your cardio or you know your weight training or whatever, whatever exercise you choose to do. But more specifically, if you're doing cardio, you know, you got to get your warm up in, whether it's just a general warm up or a specific warm up, or it could be a dynamic warm up. 
you know, whatever is more comfortable for you. Um, like I said, it, at least try to do a five minute warm up, like bare minimum. It's, it's only going to improve your performance. Um, you know, regardless of whatever training you, that you're choosing to do, whatever exercises you're choosing to do, like war the warm up, it's, it's really going to benefit you on so many levels. Um, and until you really start to tap into your own warm up routine, like you're not fully going to understand that. Um, but anyway, yeah. So yeah, there's the conditioning phase, which I didn't read from that, but I will, um, right here, it says in the conditioning phase, individuals who engage in cardiorespiratory exercise likely do so for a variety of reasons, including burning calories to lose weight, stress reduction to improve their health, or for a host of other reasons. An important point that personal trainers should share with their clients is that low intensity cardiorespiratory exercise will typically result in some improvements in health and well-being but not necessarily any significant improvements in fitness as compared with higher uh, training intensities. So, yeah, you can interpret that the way that you need to. Um, or you can also get the book and learn what we're learning today. But, yeah, aside from the conditioning phase, like I said, there's the cool down phase. So a cool down provides the body with a smooth transition from exercise back to a steady state of rest. In essence, a cool down is the opposite of a warm up. This portion of a workout is often overlooked and viewed as less important than the other components. However, proper use of a cool down can have a significant impact on a client's overall health. The overarching goal of a cool down is to reduce heart rate and breathing rates gradually cool down body temperature, return muscles to optimum length tension relationships, prevent uh, venous pooling of blood in the lower extremities, which may cause dizziness and possible fainting, and restore physiologic systems close to baseline. Sufficient time for a cardiorespiratory cool down period is approximately five to 10 minutes. The proposed benefits of a cool down are shown below, and then it says what the benefits are. Reduce heart rate and breathing rates, gradually cool down body temperature, return muscles to their optimum length tension relationships, prevent uh, venous pooling of blood in the lower extremities, restore physiologic systems close to baseline. So yeah, as you can see, it is extremely important to cool down just as important as it is to warm up, just as important as it is to actually engage in physical activities. Um, in this case, uh, cardiorespiratory training. But yeah, those are the three phases of cardiorespiratory fitness. You got to get that warm up in. You got to get your mind right. Get your mind primed and ready for the the stimulus and the intensity and the stress that you're about to put on your body. And then, all right, you have your conditioning phase. Even before that, though, you know, you can select your your type of warm up. It could be a general warm up where you just doing some basic stretching and moving around a little bit, 
you know, or you can do more specific uh, based warm ups, which will mimic what your actual training is going to be for that session. It would just be at a lower intensity, i.e. you're about to do, um, you know, you're about to bench press. So for your warm up, you maybe do three sets of 10 push-ups each set because that's going to prime your pectoralis major, a.k.a. your chesticles, a.k.a. your chest, to get ready for, you know, however many reps and sets you're going to do for your working sets in terms of, you know, bench press or other various types of, you know, chest training that you're going to do for that workout. But, um, yeah, aside from that, you know, you got to get into the conditioning phase of training. Um, so yeah, if it's, if it's, like I said, if it's a chest day in the gym, you know, you're going to be going through your various movements, you know, after you've done your proper warm up, you got your mind right, you got your body right. Now you're going into, um, you know, the actual movements. Um, if it's running, all right. For, for warming up for running again, you can do, you know, some basic stretching, you know, stretching of, you know, the limbs, getting your legs warmed up, maybe doing like some air squats or maybe doing, you know, stretching out your calves, stretching your quads, your glutes, your hamstrings, um, etc. stretching out your core because core work is definitely important, uh, especially if you're doing like any type of just strictly cardio based training, endurance training. Um, in this case, maybe it's running, it's biking, um, or it's like, you know, uh, the elliptical or something. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta have a strong core. So even, all right, if you know, you're going to run, you know, like I said, you do your basic stretches, you know, toe touches, um, you know, doing your quad stretching, your calf stretching or whatever. Um, you also might want to do a couple sets of some abdominal uh movements maybe you could just do a couple sit-ups maybe like i don't know three sets of ten uh for sit-ups or you can do some crunches or you could do some leg raises to get that core ready get it tight um and just activate those muscles because yeah that's gonna help with your diaphragm so that you can breathe deeper and get more oxygen to the brain, get more oxygen and blood pumping to the muscles and to the tendons and ligaments so that you can perform at the, at the, the highest levels that you need to perform to. Um, but yeah. And then, yeah, like I said, you know, earlier you can, you can do like some light jogging or some, some type of movements that mimic running if if running is going to be the exercise if 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 you're training a specific muscle in terms of weight training then like i said if you're doing bench pressing all right your warm-up could possibly be before you do bench press you do a couple push-ups a couple meaning like you do multiple sets for a certain amount of reps that's comfortable for you um but yeah then you get into the actual exercising, the intense part. If it's running, all right, now you're going to run. All right, you got a three-mile run. You know, you do your run for time or you just you just say, I just want to run three miles. doesn't matter how long it takes or whatever. That's the conditioning phase. If it's, if you're, uh, if you're lifting weights, 
all right like i said if you're doing bench pressing all right or if it's not even just bench pressing there's obviously other movements you could do bench pressing you could do dumbbell flies um you could do the seated eagle press um all those movements you know however many reps are programmed for you however many sets are programmed for you that's going to be the more intense aspect of your training okay now you want to get into the cool down phase so if it's for if it's running all right you ran your three miles you know 30 minutes or or you know you ran it maybe you ran it faster i don't know whatever the case may be you did your three miles you got it done now you gotta it's it's about you know rejuvenating yourself recouping recovering it's about bringing your heart rate back down to a normal heart rate whatever your normal heart rate you know uh, is in terms of your resting heart rate um getting your heart rate down so that you can prevent fainting or dizziness which i have experienced dizziness for sure after doing intense exercising more specifically cardio so just running after like a crazy hardcore run you know i I would find myself being dizzy because i wasn't focused on the cool down aspect of my training i just was rushing on to the next uh you know part of my day but yeah it's important to cool down properly um also if if it's weight training you want to reintroduce the normal length and tension in terms of your muscles so basically what that means is when you finish weight training whatever muscles you trained for that specific workout that day they are going to be pumped up filled with blood and lactic acid you're going to be super tight um it might even be uncomfortable or painful to move especially if you're not used to that kind of strenuous movement or exercising or whatever or just that level of intensity you need to reduce that feeling by calming the mind slowing down your body taking a breather you know you get some water um not too cold obviously um, or you have maybe some branch chain amino acids or, you know, some people like to have a protein shake, whatever you have. Um, but yeah, you want to slow that breathing down and you want to engage in some some slow and steady stretching. So if you worked your chest, your chest is going to be rock solid. Your chest might even be cramping up um, from lack of, you know, sodium so or just lack of water or lack of food maybe you didn't have enough to eat before your training so now you did your chest training you're cramping up well the cool down is going to allow you to recover like i said become rejuvenated and recoup and 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 re and regain your composure you know you're going to calm your mind you're going to calm your soul and your spirit and again you're going to engage in the proper stretching um, and cooling down and you're going to get your mind right and just, and just slowly, but surely bring the heart rate down. Um, even if you don't have like a Fitbit or an Apple watch, you can just look at, you know, all right, you have your phone or whatever, set it for a minute and just, you know, deep breaths in deep breaths out slow and steady to get your heart rate to just slowly but surely come down 
in that 60 seconds, depending on your fitness levels, you'll start to see, all right, your heart rate's dropping. Um, if you don't have a heart rate monitor, obviously you can count how many beats your, your, you know, how many pulses you feel when you check your, your, your pulse in 60 seconds, that's going to tell you where your level's at. So then you get that, that, that level in terms of how it is, how high it is, you know, when you're coming off of an intense workout and then you, as you're bringing your body down, cooling it down, regaining the calm, now you can check your heart rate again and you want to make sure that it's at a lower level, whatever, whatever that level is, that's, that's efficient and proper for you, for you, wherever you're at with your, your body mass index, wherever you're at with, you know, your level of fitness, um, because it's going to be specific and it's going to be tailored to each individual. So, yeah, but, um, yeah, man. That's pretty much that so far in terms of just cardio. I mean, even and or, you know, weight training. But more specifically, I was trying to keep it cardio based in terms of just the different elements of cardio and what you can do, should do, what's what's proper. And, you know, just the things that will help you to become a better athlete in terms of having more stamina, having, you know, a higher VO2 max, just increasing your lung capacity, your body's ability to inhale oxygen and expel carbon dioxide and just over and over. And then being able to, to bring your heart rate back down after intense exercising. So yeah, man, that was the breakdown of that um, somewhat. So hopefully you got some important information out of that that maybe you were unaware of before. Um, and maybe there are some things that you can incorporate into your own warm up and your own conditioning phase and your own cool down phase. Maybe some of you guys don't cool down. You just leave the gym and go straight home or you just you know, stop running and just go to the next thing. It's like that can be dangerous. You could faint, you could pass out, um, you know, shit, could damn near have a stroke if it's hot outside or what, like, you know, try to really focus on reaching that, that normal level of calm, you know, for those of you who that don't like all the, the technical terms and jargon, get to a new level of calm after you're done with the intensity. You know, if you have to play, you know, some soft music. After you're done working out, you know, you turn off the rap or you turn off the, you know, the punk rock or whatever, or you turn off the country music. Maybe you put on some smooth jazz. Maybe you put on some classical music um, or some old school tunes, you know, from the 1940s or something. Throw on some Judy Garland. You feel me? A.K.A. Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and begin to bring your heart rate down and just renew yourself and reach that that normal calm that you that you normally have before you become a savage in the gym or before you become a savage when you when you run or whatever whatever exercise you're doing but yeah man just try to incorporate all three phases like i said especially if you're doing cardio <clears throat> excuse me oh but yeah make sure you have a proper warm-up you know at least five to ten minutes for your warm-up 
it's it's just it's key it's important it, it's going to get your mind right it's going to get your body right and it's going to help prime you um for being able to perform at a higher level um and at a higher intensity and then yeah you got your conditioning phase of training of or you know if it's cardio based you know you got your however many miles or however many minutes or whatever level of intensity you're going to do you know whether it's running whether it's swimming whether it's biking whether it's the elliptical whether it's you know the assault bike or whatever you know go hard man bust your ass in the in 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 that session give it everything you got if especially if you've already taken rest days or whatever and then yeah like i said man you got to focus on the cool down you have to let your body cool down in a literal sense and in a psychological sense because yeah your heart rate is going to be going crazy you know your equilibrium is going to be kind of you know just thrown off if you just go from super duper intense exercise to all right now i'm about to go pick up the kids or now i'm about to go you know do laundry or now i'm about to go hop in a car real quick and just drive off like nah cool your body down get your resting heart rate back to normal you know what i'm saying um take 60 seconds and count how many um how many beats per minute and you know if it's if it's too high for your level of fitness and for for where you are in terms of your your body mass index and just your overall health make sure you get your heart rate down to normal levels before you go take off and do the next thing you know whatever that may be in your day because yeah it's important you have to you have to cool down it's just as important as the warm up it's just as important as the actual exercise that you're engaging in for the day and a lot of us don't cool down um, because we just feel like it's unnecessary. It's extremely necessary. But yeah, man, other than that, we will have more uh, in store in terms of just fitness and nutrition, in terms of, you know, breaking down more aspects of cardio um, and just, yeah, some of my own philosophies in terms of cardio and how I've been able to improve upon, you know, just being able to perform at higher levels um as i continue to to train year after year um but anywho man the main thing is just for you guys to to get some takeaways from this which is in this episode like i said man warm warm up get your ass warmed up man stop playing games take five or ten minutes out of your day before you before you do your training and warm up it's only going to help you when you when you're when you're doing your training, train your ass off. Go hard. Don't be in the gym, you know, just bullshitting or don't don't run half ass. Like put some real effort into it. And then yeah, make sure that you cool down. A proper cool down. Five to ten minutes for a cool down. You know what I'm saying? Get that heart rate back down to normal. Um if you're lifting weights in this case. You know, do some stretching, stretch those muscles that you worked because they're going to be tight and you don't want them to stay tight like that. You want them to get loose and go back to their normal lengths and tensions because, yeah, um, you don't want to be out here, you know, tearing ligaments or, or, you know, pulling muscles and whatnot because it's extremely painful. But yeah, man, that is that. Um, In terms of uh, training or as far as like coaching and whatnot. As you guys know that have been listening, you can hit me up on any of my social media if you're interested 
in online coaching. Um, I'm still not doing in-persons. I know I said I would bring it back, but I'm I'm still not ready, bro. Like I'm 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 saying I'm still kind of uncomfortable, you know, with person to person, you know, training, you know, and y'all know why. But anywho, online coaching is available right now. It is custom to you and whatever your goals are. So if you are interested, hit me up on any of my uh, social media at Leon Benson two on Instagram. Uh, at Leon Benson on Facebook, or you can type in Leon Genesis on anchor.fm podcast, Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify podcast, or any other podcast platform that you're listening to this on. Like I said, you can type in Leon Genesis comment on this episode or any episode and let me know that you want to work with me. Um, besides that, um, I'm a bum. I'm a slacker. I haven't been working on any, anything artsy or musical at all. Um, and yeah, that's just my prerogative right now. Like, that's just where I'm at with it. Um, I don't know when I will get more into, you know, the artistic side of of me and whatever I'm doing. But that's besides the point. And it's really not that important anyway. Other than that, Book of the Month is still Stock Investing for Dummies. It's written by Paul M. Ladjanovic. No, I did not figure out how to pronounce his name properly um, through memorization. I just have to watch a couple of videos and see how to say it. But anyway, I'm just going to say it like that. Like I said, Stock Investing for Dummies, um, written by Paul M. Ladjanovic, is book of the month. It's the sixth edition of the book. Um, so let me just read a quick excerpt out of here. Um, yeah, because I've been reading from um, chapter one, which is just surveying the world of stock investing. So just really quick. In terms of stock investing, um, I'm just an enthusiast and I enjoy this stuff. I like studying different things, um, but I also try to implement the things that I'm studying. So don't think that I'm just doing this for, for fun or whatever. Um, no, this is something that I'm generally interested in. But anywho, um, just quickly, um, this passage here on page 10, uh, it says understanding how market capitalization affects stock value. So you can determine a company's value and thus the value of its stock in many ways. The most basic way is to look at the company's market value, also known as market capitalization or market cap. Market capitalization is simply the value you get when you multiply all the outstanding shares of a stock by the price of a single share. Calculating the market cap is easy. And then it gives an example. If a company has 1 million shares outstanding, and its share price is $10, the market cap is $10 million. Um, and then it says uh, there are small cap, mid cap, and large cap, and they are not references to uh, headgear. They're references to how large a company is as measured by its market value. Here are the five basic stock categories of market capitalization. Microcap, which is less than $300 million. These stocks are the smallest and hence the riskiest available. Um, there's even a subsection of microcap called nanocap, which refers to stocks under $50 million, but they're not appropriate for this book. And then it has, it says small cap, $300 million to $2 billion. These stocks fare better than the micro caps, and still have plenty of growth potential. The key word here is potential. And then it says chapter 14 offers small caps and micro caps. 
Now, the next one is mid-cap, which is $2 billion to $10 billion. For many investors, this category offers a good compromise between small caps and large caps. These stocks have some of the, some of the safety of large caps while retaining some of the growth potential of small caps. Now it has large cap, which is $10 billion to $200 billion. This category is usually best reserved for conservative stock investors who want steady appreciation with greater safety. Stocks in this category are frequently referred to as blue chip. And then it has the, the fifth and final one, um, which is ultra cap or mega cap, more than $200 billion. These stocks obviously refer to companies that are the biggest of the big. Stocks such as Google and Apple are examples. Um, I'm not going to read any further. Um, I can save that for the next episode. But anywho, that's just a little bit of uh, terminology um, and just the t some of the technicals of stocks and stock investing and whatever. But rule of thumb that I've learned from mentors that I've been following, don't think of it as investing in stock. Think of it as buying a business. So would you buy a business solely based on price, like the price of the business? Or would you look at the fundamentals? Would you look at the financials? Would you look at who's managing the, the, the company? Would you look at the likelihood that the company or the business will be around 5, 10, 20 years from now? Or would you just say, I like the price, so I'll pick it. Or the price is going up, so I'll buy it. Again, it isn't just investing in stock. You're, you're buying a small percentage in ownership of a major and publicly traded company, AKA you're buying businesses. So if you had all the money in the world, would you just go out and buy a random ass business? Because, uh, you know what I'm saying? Your best friend told you that everybody's buying into this business. We should buy this business. And then you just say, all right, cool, let's just buy the business. Nah, you will be like, what kind of business is it? And how much does it cost? And who's managing the business? And how long have the, has the business been in business? And, and what are the projections? What are the possibilities that this business is going to be around for business 5, 10, 20, 30 years from now? You know what I'm saying? That is how you have to look at stock investing. If you're going to look at that or be excited about that or be interested in that or whatever, like... Um, like I always say, man, do your Googles, do your research. Don't just get into shit because somebody's telling you about it. And that's, that's why you got into it. Oh, somebody told me about it. So I just did it like, nah, what am I getting into? Why am I getting into it? What are the risk factors? You know, what are the benefits, et cetera, et cetera. Like, man, really break it down and, and, and look at what you're doing. Don't just be doing shit because, oh, that's the cool thing to do or, or, you know, like I said, you heard somebody say that it's always oh, this or it's that. But anywho, why am I even talking about investing and, and, and purchasing small percentages of, of, you know, publicly traded businesses or whatever? Because for me personally, I've always wanted to do this. Um, but I just never really had anybody to talk to about it personally. So I kind of just kept it to myself, per se. Um, 
but I, I, uh, I, you know, I've been trying to study this stuff for the last, I don't know, decade or so. Um, and I'm just, you know, I'm trying to do what the wealthy people do. I say this now, I've been saying it every episode. I want to do what the wealthy people do. I want to be wealthy. And wealthy people, what do they do? Some of the things that they do is they, for one, they, 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 they trade their, their, their money for more time. So basically they utilize their skills to where they spend less time working and more time, you know, doing the things that they enjoy doing, spending time with family etc you know we are working on other projects this and that but they're really good at utilizing their time and managing their time um in exchange for money but they also you know some some wealthy people go to college i tried the whole college thing i didn't really like it um well i like some aspects of it mostly i just like i just like the idea of like oh you got like a degree but a degree is you know, a degree is just a degree. You still have to utilize your skills within that degree. Anywho, um, yeah, wealthy people, they 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 put their money in businesses. So they invest in their own businesses. They start their own enterprises, you know, or corporations or what have you. Um, they invest in real estate. They invest in stocks, bonds, treasury bills. You know, they tie their money to business whether it's American businesses, foreign businesses, or it's their, you know, their own personal business. But one, one of the ways to do that, tying your money to a business is by investing in stocks. That is a very simple way of, of putting your money into a large enterprise that is going to either make money regardless of the circumstances, or it's going to fail and go to zero and lose money or whatever the case may be. But it's up to the individual to do the proper research and technical analysis and fundamental analysis to see if that business and its and its prospects are worth putting money into. But now there's all this craziness with investing as far as like, you know, millennials and people my age or and younger that are getting into this stuff. Like I said, they're getting into it just because of hearsay. He say, she say, nah, don't do that, man. Break it down. Do the proper research. Analyze all this shit and figure out if you really are into this or if you really need to do this or want to do this. Like, why do you even want to do this? What is the reason? I have my reasons why I've been doing this or trying to do this or want to do this or I'm interested in doing this. So I'm just sharing the information with other people because I know I'm not the only person that's really, truly interested in this stuff beyond what somebody told me about some hot stock or whatever. But yeah, man, I say all that to say, do your fucking research, man. You can, you can lose a shit ton of money in this if you don't know what you're doing. And a majority of people don't know what they're doing. They just hear somebody say something and then they start doing it. Come on, man. You, yo, chill. Don't do that. Do the proper work, man. Put the proper work in. Do the research. Don't be lazy. Um, study the game if that's something that you're interested in. Uh, I just figured I would share some of that with you guys. But anyway, I got to get out of here. This episode is getting long. 
it is long. I didn't know it was going to be this long. I was going to try to make it super quick, but y'all know I'll be getting long-winded out in these streets. Anywho, if you enjoyed this episode, rate it, comment on it, share it, download it, subscribe to the podcast. Nobody has yet. I don't know what's wrong with y'all. Maybe I'm just trash out here. Let me know if I'm trash. Comment and let me know if this is whack or if it's cool or it's interesting. Like, yo, I need feedback. You know what I'm saying? Where y'all at, man? Hit me. You know what I'm saying? Don't hit me because literally if you hit me, like, we gonna fight. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, don't play. Like, I'll throw them hands. But that's beside the point. What I mean is comment on any of the episodes, man, and let me know, like, what's going on, man. Y'all feeling these or not? Even though I don't really care if you like them or not, I'm still gonna probably do them anyway. But anyway, sometimes it's nice when people have comments, even though I really don't give a shit what y'all think. All right, I got to get out of here. This is getting long. You already know who it is. I'm not going to say it again. I'm out.